Today's daf is Nazir daf Lamid Hay, and we are at the very top line of daf Lamid Hay Amid Aleph Ule Rabbi Lazar Ben Azariah. Today's daf is being learned Le'ilu Nishmas Chaim Lazar Ben Yibodol Chaim Reb Shim So yesterday we began the sixth parak of Mesechtes Nazar Parak Shloisha Minim, which begins with an in-depth discussion amongst the Tanoim and the Amoyiroim, as it relates to the Isser Yayin, quote-unquote, of the Nazar. So we know that the Isurei Nazar can be divided into three categories. A Nazar is not allowed to drink wine slash anything that's Yoytzim and Agafen. A Nazar has an Isser Teglachas, and a Nazar also has an Isser Toma, like the Mishnah, the Perak began, Shloishim Minen Asurim Benazar HaToma VaTeglachas VaHayoytzim and Agafen. As it relates to the Isser Gafen, so the Torah is very, very wordy. And I think it's Kedai, just to really segue and be Meshalev, Daflam and Dalet and Daflam and Hey, to revisit the Psokim and quickly recap the point of Daflam and Dalet, that's Negei Daflam and Hey. So the Pasuk says as follows, as it relates to a Nazar, Miyayin V'Sheicha Yazar, a Nazar is not allowed to drink wine or Sheicha. What are the two things? Rashi, quoting Uncle says, wine is New wine and sheichar is aged wine. Just like a nazi is not allowed to drink wine that's good, so too if it's chaymitz, if it spoils, if it's vinegar, then too he's not allowed to drink it. More about that in tomorrow's daf. But for now, if someone is shara pite and somebody would take bread and he would soak it in wine, even that a nazi would not be able to eat. Additionally, a nazi is not allowed to eat grapes regardless whether they're moist grapes or whether they're dried out grapes. Call you in Israel all the days that this Nazar is going to be a Nazar. He is not allowed to eat anything that comes from Gefen Ayayin. And then the terrorist singles that again. He can't eat the pits of the grape. Until the clipois of the, pe- the grapes. He's not allowed to eat. So again, very, very wordy. There are mentions of very, very specific aspects of the Geffen and of Yayin that a Nazar is not allowed to drink. Now, we saw that there was a major machlikis tanon between Rabbi Liezer and the Chachamim, how far the Isser Yayin and the Isser Geffen goes. According to the Chachamim, it's only something that's Yoytzim in a Geffen, only something that comes out of the Geffen that's going to be Aser. What? thing that comes out of the Geffen? Pretty much everything. But it's only something that comes from the Geffen. Rabbi says a Chiddush. Rabbi says even the Alam Vilulavim, even the leaves or the Lulavim of Dalad Minim fame, even those things which are not part of the food, but as long as they're edible, even they would be included in the Isser. What's the beer in the Machlokes? So the Gemara said that really this Machlokes, Rabbi and the Chachamim, goes into a, a more macro, a more fundamental, a more international machloikis, and that is anytime you find a pasik or psukim in the Torah that mentions something, ba'ifin klali, and then it mentions it, ba'ifin prati. Exactly how are you supposed to understand the relationship of all those things, and how are you supposed to darshan it? And there were two approaches amongst the Tanan. There were those, Ubaroshim Rabbi Yishmael, who darshaned klal uprat. There were others that darshaned riboy umirt. And really what emerged from the sugya without chazering the entire daf, is that the chachamim darshan, the parasha of Nasser, the way they darshan all parashas in the Torah, klali uprati. Specifically the parasha of Nasser would be a prat klal uprat, which is a little different as we'll see 
than a klal prat to klal, but they darshan as a prat klal prat. Why would it be a prat klal prat? Because the Torah begins discussing pratim, very specific components of gefen and yayin that would be yasser. Miyayin v'sheicha yazit, that's a prat. Chaymet yayin v'chaymet sheicha, these are pratim. Mishrasan novim lo yoichel, novim lachim v'yveshim lo yoichel, these are all pratim. Then the Torah says, mikoy l'asheye yasim v'gefen ayayin lo yoichel, that's already a klal. And then mechart sanu v'adzog, again, pits and... Peels, these are nochamo pratim. So really what you have over here is a prat, a klal uprat. What's the rule of a prat, klal uprat? It's kemat the same as a klal prat u klal. Ein bechlal, elo ke'ein mashev a prat. And being that all the pratim are pre, upsoilis pre, these are all peyrois, these are all things that are part of the fruit. So it's for that reason, the chachamim hold that only the fruit would be included, but something that's not part of the fruit, such as the olim velulavim, even though they're part of the gef and they're part of the vineyard, but they're not the actual fruit, they're going to be excluded. Why? Because they're not ke'ein, the protim that was singled out in the Torah. Rabbi Yezer, the Balplukta of the Chachamim, he darshans throughout the Torah, whenever you have klolomu protim, not klalu prat, but rather he darshaned Ribuy umiyat. Okay, it's for that reason, Rabbi Eliezer holds, that when you darshan the parasha of Nazar, what you have is not a prat klalu prat, but rather what you have is a miyat and a ribuy. Now, the reason what you have is a miyat and a ribuy is because, and this is a chiddish that we saw already a little bit on Daflam and Dalad on the base, but it's very much going to come to light on Daflam and Hay, and that is that Rabbi Eliezer darshaned ribuy umiyuti. But he didn't darshan miyot riboy miyot. So, for example, if you would have a riboy and then a miyot, Rabbi Yezer would darshan riboy miyot. Whereas the chachamim would darshan klalu prat, Rabbi Yezer would darshan riboy miyot. If you would have a riboy miyot riboy, the chachamim would darshan klal prat to klal, Rabbi Yezer would darshan. That's his shita riboy miyot riboy. If you would have a prat to klal, Rabbi Yezer says it's not a prat to klal, but rather it's a miyot and a riboy. But here's a chiddush. If you have a miyot, riboy, miyot, whereas the chachamu with darshan, prat, klal, prat, Rabbi Yez is only going to darshan, riboy, miyot, and he is not going to be goyrest that second miyot. Now he's going to have to do something with the second miyot as it's going to play out in the daf. But in terms of darshaning the relationship of the miyot and the riboy and the miyot, and that should now add a new wrinkle and a new knage in terms of how you understand the general drushes of klali, prati, and riboy, miyoti, that's something that you don't darshan. And it's for that reason, the way Rabbi Yez looks at the parish of Nazar when he was Mavasedra was he said I have a miyut a lot of miyutim and a riboy now I happen to have miyutim after the riboy but there's no such thing as miyut riboy miyut as far as relationship goes all I see is miyut and riboy and being that all I see is miyut and riboy so that's all I'm able to darshan but the bottom line is Rabbi Yezid darshan miyuti riboy and what emerged from the sugi was that if you darshan miyuti riboy what you're going to end up with is more than just ke'en aprat more than just ke'en the miyut. In fact, what you're going to end up with is you're going to be marva everything. What you're going to be memait is davar echad. And what's that davar echad that Rabbi Yehuda said? You memait. It was shabishta. That's the Aramaic word, meaning you're going to be marva obviously anything that's peri. Even alim velulavim, which is not part and parcel of the fruit, it's just part of the vineyard. Even that's going to be nisraba. The only thing that will be nismait is the shabishta, the part of the vine that's not roi lachilo. Because it's not roi lachilo, so that's 
the, what the mirror is coming to exclude, and it's that that's going to be excluded. But the Nakud over here is that the Gemara said the Machloikis between Rebbe and the Chachamim was whether you dash in Klaliu Prati or whether you dash in Ribuyim Miyuti. What emerges is a, a major Machloikis, Alan Velulavin, included or excluded. According to the Chachamim, they're excluded. According to Rebbe they're included. In fact, the only thing excluded, according to Rebbe is going to be Shabishta. How does it play itself out? If you dash in Klaliu Prati, then what you have in the parish of Nazar is a Prat Klaliu Prat, which is Ein Bechal Elokeimah. If you darshim miyuti ribuyi, then what you have is riba hakol umam miut miut avarechet. Incidentally, if you think about it, really what emerges is that a miut and a riboy really is being treated like a riboy miut riboy. Without getting too much into how you look at a riboy miut riboy, but riboy miut riboy yamar bekol davar umay miut miut avarechet, which is essentially. What Rebeliezer's approach to the sugi here is, because he's saying, I see a miut and a riboy, and a miut and a riboy, I'm be marba everything, even olam v'lulav, and the only thing I'm going to be married is shabishto. In other words, a miut and a riboy sounds like a riboy, miut and a riboy, whether in fact that's the case is a little beyond the scope of the daf, but in terms of just the setup of the machoikis, this is the setup, and without further ado, zok the gemara. So one line from the top, or... The top line, the Mishnah mentioned a shita of Rabbi Lozab and Azariah who said, he said a Chiddush, that although the Torah says if somebody eats chatzanim or zog, he's going to violate the Isin Aziris. However, as it relates to those two items, you're only chayev if you eat two chatzanim and a zog. Interesting. So if somebody would eat one pit of uh, grape, you wouldn't be over. Eat one peel, you wouldn't be over. You have to eat shnei chartzanim, two garinim, and one zog, and you have to eat one peel. What's the reason for that? It says, mechartzanim loshen rabim, v'adzog loshen yochid, lo yochil. And it's from there we know that the only time you're going to be over is if it's two chartzanim and one zog. Zog to gemar. According to Rabbi Azariah, who darshined, the words mechatsanim va'adzog to teach me. Not just that chatsanim and zog are aser, but a specific halacha within the world of chatsanim and zog. And that is the only chayv if you eat two chatsanim and one zog. How then could he use mechatsanim va'adzog as a second prat to be able to darshan a prat klalu prat? In other words, the Gemara is asking that you would think that Rabbi Lazar Nazari in the Mishnah holds like the Chacham. That it's only something that's Yotzim and Agafen that's going to be included in the Issa Nazar, but the Alim Velulavim themselves are going to be Mutter. If that's the case, it means he darshan's Prat Klalu Prat. In order to darshan Prat Klalu Prat, you need to be bothered with why the Torah wrote the Prat. Meaning, if it has the Klal, why do I need the Prat? If there's a reason why the Torah wrote the Prat, then I can use it to darshan not Klalu Prat, not Klal Prat to Klal, not Prat Klalu Prat, not Prat to Klal, Vechule Vechule. So obviously, it's all available for a drasha. Oh, but according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, Mechatzana Vatzog is very much not available. It's taken, right? It's already crossed off the list. I needed to teach me this Chiddush of Shnei Chatzan and Vizog. So I the Gemara that according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, who darshed Mechatzana Vatzog to teach me that you only chai for two Chatzan and Azog, if that's the case, he doesn't have a second prat. If he doesn't have a second prat, then how does he know Ke'en haprat. How does he know the basic formulation in terms of how you understand what exactly is included and excluded in the Yisurei Nazar's of the Gemara two terusim? First, Tarot says Zavlak Rebeliezer the Darish Miet Veriba. Maybe all like Rebeliezer the Darish and Miet Veriba. Why does it help if you dash, learn like Rebeliezer? Because we said if you hold like Rebeliezer, you don't dash in the second prat. If you dash in Ribu Miet, you're only going to dash in Miet Ribu. There is no Miet Ribu. 
If that's the case, then is going to be used for something else. In fact, if you look at the Rishonim in the beginning of the Sugya and the Aflam and the Beis, they all say that according to Rabbi Yezid, that Darshan Mid Riboy, what does he do with the second Mid? He holds like Rabbi Lozim and Azariah. Oh, Rabbi Lozim and Azariah holds like Rabbi Yezid. Rabbi Yezid holds like Rabbi Lozim and Azariah. It's Mamish Gewald. It's Shevesachim Gam Yochad. And as a result, everything is going to be good. Iboy is saying with the Gemara, it's not Mochach. You don't have to say that. Meaning, that's a, a nice terrace. And the truth is, Rabbi Yezid has to hold like Rabbi Lozim and Azariah. So it's definitely. Okay to say that Rabbi Ben Azariah would hold the Rabbi Yezer, but you don't have to say that because you could say that Rabbi Ben Azariah holds like the Rabbanon, but at the same time he darshins from Chartzanim va'adzog his drasha the Inei Chayiv at sheyoychal shnei Chartzanim va'adzog yachad. In other words, he uses Chartzanim va'adzog for two purposes. Number one, the second prat to establish a prat klalu prat, and number two, also to teach me this chiddush house. Because if you're going to tell me that the only thing mechatzanim v'zag is coming to teach me is rabbalos v'nazari zalocho lichtevei rachman alheim mechatzanim v'zag gabi prati, then the Torah should have wrote mechatzanim v'zag together with all the pratim. L'may hilchos a kasvei basaklal. Why did Torah write it after the klal? Shmami no, let me dine the klal prat. Obviously, to darshan the klalu prat, meaning the prat klalu prat, and therefore I could use it as the prat klalu prat, meaning. Although it's true that Mechatzan Abadzag is coming to teach me something, and I can't learn anything from those words, because the words I need, but from the location, location, location of Mechatzan Abadzag, that I could learn from. So, maybe the whole Mechatzan Abadzag, meaning once I need it after the cloud to establish the Prat, cloud of Prat, maybe it's not coming to teach me anything. Maybe if I care, the only reason the Torah wrote the words Mechatzan Abadzag was to establish that second Prat. So the Gemara says, very posh, if that's what the Torah wanted, it should have said, Oish Mechatzanim Vizogim. Why is it that Chartzanim is written in Rabim and Zog is written in Yachid? Obviously, it's coming to teach me number one, Klaloprat, from the fact that the Torah put it after the cloud from the location. You could also learn from from the fact that the Torah wrote Chartzanim, Rabim, Zog, Yachid. It teaches me Rabbi Lozman Azariah's second Allah as well. And this concludes the first part of today's stuff. So, really, if you want to in some way organize today's daf, you can divide it into three groups. This would be the first part of the daf where the Gemara clarified the sheet of Rabbi Lazar and Azariah. How does that fit? How's that matim with the machloikis between Rabbi Lazar and the Chachamim? But Muschorish and Rabbi Lazar and Azariah goes a little bit better if he holds like Rabbi Lazar because he's darshin mechartzan and badzag for his very important halacha in a chayv If that's the case, it's not an extra prat, which would be gishmak according to Rabbi who never darshan the second prat. But according to Chacham that did darshan the second prat, had to use it for both. But the Gemara had an iba same. But the Gemara says the oil of Rabbi could be Rabbi for sure. It's very glad, but it could also be like the Rabban. It's also very glad, and it's really not muchach whether Rabbi Lazar held like Rabbi Yezer or whether he held like the Chacham. So just as a hakdama to the second part of the daf, and the hakdama is really based on. Toises Dibra Maschol Rabbi Eliezer, the Darish Riba Umiyot, specifically the Shita Sari, and also a little bit what the Rosh says. One of the Chedushim that was in Mavur and Daflamadalama days that we hazard over, and really with a little bit more Behiris, in the introduction to Daflamad Hey, and that is that Rabbi Eliezer, who Darshan's Ribuyi Umiyuti, he looked at the parish of Naziris not as a Ribuyi. Not as a miyat ribu miyat, but only as a miyat ribu. Which is a chiddush, because the chachamim who darshan klalu prati, they saw prat klalu prat. Rabbi Yezer darshan miyat 
Riboy, but he never darshed in the second mir. Now, what does he do with the second mir? Rabbi Lozman Azar, we just mentioned that. But from the mit Riboy, mit relationship perspective, he darshan mit Riboy, and he didn't darshan mit Riboy mit. Which means that Rabbi Yezah holds that if you have a mit Riboy mit, you can't darshan mit Riboy mit. Therefore, you would have to take that second mit and use it for something else. Here's the question, and it's really, it's a hypothetical question, if you look at the way the Rishonim explained the Gemara. The Gemara doesn't often do that. But it's, really, it's a hypothetical question. What would be if you had a situation where you were forced in to parish uh, in the Torah, where there's a miyat riboy miyat, or in Rabbi Shmuel's language, a prat klal prat. What would Rebbe Leazar do that? Let's say there was nothing he could darshan with the second prat, with the second miyat. So, would you say, in that case, I am going to darshan miyat riboy miyat? If I have something to darshan from it, like in our sugyah, so we know, that's a sugyah, it's a mafurish sugyah. All you have to know is, today's daf, yesterday's daf, and you know what the hachra is. You don't darshan miyat riboy miyat, you're going to use the miyat for something else. What would be, however, if there was nothing else to use it for? What would you do then? So Toysa says, what we spoke about, that from the Sugit Mukhach, he still wouldn't darshan it as a miyat riboy miyat. And Toysa says, how do I know that? Because if you would darshan as a miyat riboy miyat, then Rabbi Yez would be forced to darshan miyat riboy miyat here as well. And from the fact that he's not darshan miyat riboy miyat, he's using it instead for Abelaz ben Azariah, it must be you never darshan miyat riboy miyat. So what if I have a situation where I don't have a Rabbi Yez ben Azariah, so to speak, I don't have anything to use the second miyat for, what would I do with the Mir Ribu Mir? So the Gemara has a Havamina. It's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting Havamina. Then maybe in that case, Rabbi Leezer, who darshins he would switch teams and he would darshin Klau Prat to Klau. Meaning he would have a Prat Klau Prat. So it's a Mir Gazach. If you have a Klau Prat, Rabbi Leezer darshins Ribu Mir. If you have a Klau Prat to Klau, Rabbi Leezer darshins Ribu Mir Ribu. If you have a Pratu Klal, Rebbe it's not a Pratu Klal, it's a Mir Ribuy. But if you have a Prat Klalu Prat, then Rebbe Leezer says, I'm not that's a Prat, prat Klalu Prat, because there's no such thing as a Mir Ribuy Mir. And because there's no such thing as a Mir Ribuy Mir, so I'm going to darshan Prat Klalu Prat. Now, if I have what to do with the second Prat, so it's not a Prat Klalu Prat, then what it is is just a Mir Ribuy Mir Drasha. But to the extent I don't have that other Drasha, then it could be I would darshan Prat, but it could be not. And that's what the Gemara wants to know. The Gemara is about to ask in a Lashen Nazim Mishonah Dega way, what would be if I had a situation where there's a Prat, Klalu Prat, slash Mit, Riboy Mit, where I don't have anything to do with that second Mit. I know from our Sugi, Rabbi Leaz is not going to Darshan Mit, Riboy Mit. Because if he would have Darshan it there, this Sugi would have a different poem. I mean, Toysus Barichis, if you want to understand this a little bit better. But the, for sure, Toysus says the takeaway from the Sugi is from the fact that Rabbi Leaz approached the Sugi the way he did, he doesn't have in his world a Mit, Riboy Mit. But the reason he can get away with it is because he had what to do with the second mid. So what if he was forced into a sugi where he didn't have what to get away with? So what would be then? He wouldn't dash me at Ribamid. I know that. The question is, would he dash in Prat Klalu Prat? So let's see it inside. Zok the Gemara, probably yes, the Darish, Mid Veribo, Prat Uklal Uprat, Minole. How does he know Prat Klalu Prat? Right, that's what it sounds like. That's the Taish of the words. But again, the way that we're trying to explain it, what would Rebeliezer do if he had a Prat Klalu Prat situation? And in that kind of situation where he's not going to have a Mir Ribu Mir, would he at the very least darshan 
Prat klalu prat. So prat klalu prat minoli doesn't mean how does he know prat klalu prat because we don't even know if he holds of a prat klalu prat. What we're trying to figure out, and really the Gemara's question minoli is, would he darshan prat klalu prat or not? Why would you say he wouldn't? Because he doesn't darshan klalu prat. If he doesn't darshan klalu prat and he doesn't darshan klalu prat to klal, he doesn't darshan prat to klal. Why in the world would you think he darshan prat klalu prat? Why would you think maybe yeah? Because he doesn't dash in miyot riba miyot. And in all those cases, he replaces the klal on the prat with a riba in a miyot. But if he doesn't dash in miyot riba miyot, then maybe by exclusion he would dash in prat klal or prat. It come out a little interessant. A bahamia, maybe that's something he would do. So the Gemara wants to know what would he hold? Is there any makar? Any makar somewhere in Shas that Rabbi Yezer does darshan prat klalu prat hagandi darshans ribuyu miyuti. So the Gemara, three possibilities. Amr Rabbavo, Rabbavo, said nafkilemi haigra. Yeah. Rabbi Yezid does hold Prat Klatu Prat. Even though he darshins Ribuya Miyuti, but when it comes to Prat Klatu Prat, he would darshin it. And the Raya is the following pause. Again, this is all very tricky. It says in the Torah, in the Parsha of Shaimra, specifically, Shaimra Bakadin, specifically, Shaimra Sacher. So the Pasta says as follows Ki itin isha reyeu chamar eshar, oyse, bechol behem alishma, umeis, a nishbar, a nishba, ain raya. So if you look at Rashi Chumash, Rashi there says this Parsha. The Dal Shemim is talking specifically about the Shemim Sacher. Says the Gemara, it says like this: V'chitein ishal rei eyu chamor oishar oiseh prat. So, what was this pekadim that the Shemim Sacher was watching? It was a chamor, it was a shar, it was a seh. These are all pratim. V'chal, we're going to go with Taisus Gersa. V'chal, the word v'chal is marb everything. It's a klal. It doesn't matter what it is. V'chal, everything could be included. Then it says behemalishmar. Right, it says v'chol behema lishmar. But v'chol is going to be the cloud. Behema is going to be the, the prat. The behema is a bar shmira. And chazaru parat. That's a second prat. Prat u cloud u prat. Iat adon elokeina prat. So what you have here is a prat cloud u prat. And iat adon elokeina prat. To teach me what? What's the keina prat? That just like behemas are dover hametaltal. V'gufay momen. It's a dover hametaltal. It's metaltal. It's not karka. It's also gufay momen. Right? It has intrinsic value. It's not a shtar chayv, for example. That's a chaspa ba'alma, but it may, may represent a lot of money. So the only time there's a parish of shayim esachar is if it's a dover hametaltal. V'gufay momen. This is a prat klalu prat, and this is where you find that even Rabbi Yehuda Darshan's prat klalu prat. Now this gemara is eno yomer elodir shuni. Pun intended. I really need a lot of help in the rishonim to understand pashim shali. You can't learn this gemara after anything without all the rishonim. It's not easy. But if you go through the rishonim, the time sadvarim is. Follows. What emerges is, is that really the Chachamim have a shita. It's a Gemara Nezeh Uneshech, Bavim Metziah Dafnun Zayin, where the Chachamim Darshin, that the only time a Shem Mesach and the Shem Pekadon is Chayev, is if it's a Dover HaMetalta V'Gufei Mamen. They learn it from this Pasek via a Klau Pratu Klau. Not Prat Klau Prat. It's a Klau Pratu Klau. In that Sugi, there's no Balplukta. And therefore the Gemara is naming on this, Ravavo talking in our Sugi, that must be everybody agrees. Everybody, Hakkal Rabbi is Rabbi that means Rabbi Yehaz also agrees. So Rabbi was bothered. How can Rabbi Yehaz agree? L'chayra, klal prat to klal, Rabbi doesn't dash in klal prat to klal. He dashes riba miyad riba. So Bishlam, if you dash in klal prat to klal, ein b'chal eloke ein mashab prat, so you'll be mamayit, anything that's not a dover ametal to v'gufei mom. But according to Rabbi Yehaz, who dashes riba miyad riba, my riba riba akal, uman miyad, miyad dover echad. So if that's the case, you should be married a lot more than dover ametal to v'gufei mom. So how is it possible that there's a sugi in Shas, Rabbi Yehaz didn't argue? Muzayin, that Rebbe Liezer came to the same conclusion as the Chachamim in that Zogia. Now, he didn't come to the conclusion with a Klau Prat to Klau because he doesn't have such a Metzius of Klau Prat to Klau. He must have had a Prat Klau Prat. And 
he holds of Klal Prat. Oh, here's my rise of Krabavo. The Rebbe Liezer holds Klal Prat, Prat, Klal Prat. Either way, that is Krabavo's Makar. The Rebbe Liezer holds of a Prat, Klal Prat. Rava Amar Rava said a similar Mahalach. He said, Nafkele Mihaikra. He learns it from the following passing. It says, in the parasha of the carbon oils. This is the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, a little shas cotton here in today's daf. And the pasuk over there is talking about what type of animal is kosher to be brought as a carbon oil. So it says, If the carbon that's going to be brought is going to be tzayin, whether it's sheep, whether it's goats, right? Tzayin is always either sheep or goats. Said Rava the following drush. It says, V'im min hatzayin. It doesn't say v'im tzayin. Min hatzayin. What does min hatzayin sound like? Only some tzayin. Prat. That's a prat. Then it says hatzayin. Klaal. It's mashma all types of tzayin. Then it says ksavim ve'izim. Or kvasim ve'izim. Which is chazo parat. That's a, a prat. Now the truth is one of the muches in the Rishayim here is, is isn't kvasim and izim the only types of tzayin? So even though it's talking b'oifim prati. But really, in the pratim, lick the ganze klal. So you see from here, chiddush in, in klal prat, that if you speak out the pratim, even though really the pratim include the entire klal, but it still has a din of a prat. But the bottom line is, so you have the in min, min is a prat, hatsoin is a klal, klas in the izin is another prat, prat klal prat, yatadon elokein a prat. And you have your prat klal prat. Now, what do you learn from this halacha? What you learn from this halacha is that a nirva, an animal that was engaged in roiva v'nirva, so such an animal is going to be possible to be brought in his back. And it's learned out from a prat klal prat. And again, there's no Rebelez that's chaylik on this halacha. Must be his might. I, Rebelez, doesn't darshin. I thought, klalu prati. Must be. It's only regarding a klalu prat, klalu prat to klal, and a prat to klal. But as it relates to the prat klalu prat, there is going to be moida, and there is going to dash in prat klalu prat. Oh, my lay. Rabbi Yehuda made this guy to the Rav. So Rav said that what was the makar? The makar was from the carbon oil. So Rabbi Yehuda made this guy to told Rav that if you're going to go down this road and you're going to prove this halacha from the carbon oil, why do you have to wait for your pasik in the carbon oil? There was a free of the There was a pasik that was a few pasik early that you could have learned it from. So the pasik that Rav quoted is by Yukraparakal of pasik yud. The Pasik that Yudam Adeskart is going to quote right now is Vayikra Perek Aleph, Pasik Beis. It's literally the second Pasik in, in Sefer Vayikra. So what does it say over there? It says, This is literally the first Pasik in Kacha. If a person is going to bring a carbon, if it's going to be from Behemus, so if you want to bring a, a behemoth, you can bring a behemoth, and it should be menabok or menatsoin, and that's what the carbon should be brought from. See, darshan like this. Min, from the fact that it says menabehemoth is a prat, right? It's coming to exclude something. It doesn't say behemoth. It says menabehemoth. So the word min's coming to menayit something. Habehemoth is a very inclusive term. It's a klah. Bakrvitsoin. So Khura, this is a, another drush of Prat Klalu Prat. Again, there's no Rebbe Yezid that's Chalik over there. So why do you have to go to Pasuk Yod? Why didn't you learn it from Pasuk Beis? Now what's learned out from this Pasuk? What's learned out from this Pasuk is that a Chaya can't be brought on the Mizbech. Now why would you think a Chaya should be able to be brought on the Mizbech? Because the truth is that Chaya is Bechal Behema. And because Chaya is Bechal Behema, so from the Klal of Behema, you could have thought that maybe it includes Chaya. Kamash Malon Min HaBehema, Kamash Malon Bakavitzayin, and these things are Memayit, and they tell us that if you have something that's a Chaya, it's going to be excluded. Now if you go through this a little bit better with the Rishonim, the Rishonim talk about what's the Ke'ena Prat. So the Ke'ena Prat would be, let's say you have a Shor Habar. So you have a Shor that, so where does that 
that fall in? That's the ke'ena prat, as long as it's ke'en, as long as it's essentially not a chaya, it's really a behema, even though it, it's not mamish a behema because it's a shtikla chaya, it's the shar habar, it's the vil dejar, but it's still going to be called. But the bottom line is, is that you have a, a drosh over here, it's a prat, klal, prat, and there's no rabbalah, that's chaya. Because if you feel, Rafa, that you can bring a raya that Rabbi Yezah holds prat, klal, prat, because you found one prat, klal, prat, that the Chacham and Darshan, Rabbi Yezah wasn't chaylik on, so why do you wait for Vayikra Aleph Yud? There's another prat, klal, prat, eight psukum earlier. Vayikra Aleph, Pasnik base, this was his kasha. Amalei. So the Gemara says, Rafa told Rabbi Yudam, Adiskartam, in high lack of a mishpamina, that although it's true that a chaya can't go on the Mizbeach, but it's not learned down from this drosh of prat, klal, prat. Review them in this character. It's a nice drosh you made up. But that's, that's not the makar. That's not the makar. And I'll prove to you it's not the makar. Why? Because the ime hasam, because had you had that pasik, have amina, habehema, chaya, habehema, chaya baklal behema. The way Toysus explains it, you have to see the top Toysus on Laman Heom at base, but basically what Toysus said, the way he explains it is that mina behema, if min is a miot, so it's being memayit something that's behema. So we're saying, okay, what would it be memayit? It'd be memayit chaya, right? That's why it'd be memayit. So the min is memayit chaya, and, and then you have the second prat, the bakr and soy, that's memayit chaya. So it teaches me ke'ena prat. But the point is, is that the min is memayit chaya. If chaya is v'chal behema, that means when the Torah said mina behema, really what it said was mina behema or mina chaya. Which means that the miyot of min can't be memayit all chayas. It's memayit some chaya. It's mina behema and it's mina chaya. So the, the myth that you're saying, that mina behema is memayit chaya, is not true. What is memayit is, is a type of chaya. What type of chaya? I don't know. Well, we can figure it out. That the makar to the halacha, that a chaya can't go on the mezbeach, is not prat klal prat. Because mina behema would never be able to, would never be able to be memayit at. Amalei, so he told him back, chaya bechlal behema. So he told him back, did Rabbi Yudam I hear what you're saying. But Chaya is Bechal Behemoth. I mean, you're telling me Chaya is Bechal Behemoth, or Bechaksiv Bakr Vitzayin. The Havalei Pratu Klal, Viatadon, Nalakeina Prat. Meaning, again, you need Tyson say, clearly, that just like the second Prat, Bakr Vitzayin, although it's a Prat in Behemoth, is, is being Memayit only, it's being Memayit all Chaya, so you could say that Min, which is also a Prat, is also being Memayit all Chaya. Now, as Rav's title was, that it can't be that mina behema is being memayit chaya. Because the taitcha behema is chaya and behema. So min then has to be memayit some behema, has to be memayit some chaya. So time is back, we do with this character. Look at the second prat. The second prat is Bakr Vitzoy. And that second prat is, it's, I think, being memayit chaya. It's basically saying behemoth as opposed to chaya. So just like the second prat is being memayit or chaya, it's not a mir within the world of chaya. Because Bakr Vitzoy is behemoth. So it's that prat means nor behemoth and nishchayas. Hagam, it's a prat in the word behemoth, which means behemoth and chaya. But still, you see, to tell me that the prat is going to be behemoth and nishchaya is a legitimate prat in the word behemoth, which means behemoth and chaya. So then the word min can mean the same thing. So if that's the case, it should be a prat, klal, or prat. And that's what Yudim and Descartes' response was back to Rabba. But what's the bottom line? The bottom line is, and this really concludes the second of the three parts of the daf, and that is that we have... This Chiddush, that's Mavur, that Rebbe Yezah, who darshins Ribuy Miyuti, he darshins Ribuy Miyut, he darshins Ribuy Miyut Ribuy, and he darshins Miyut Ribuy. But Miyut Ribuy Miyut, that he wouldn't darshan. Why not? It sounds like this is just the way it is. They don't darshan 
Mit riboy mit. Now, in our sugya, it was actually very convenient because Lamaisa, that second mit was used anyway. So it's not like you have a kasha, Rebbe what are you going to do with Mechatzan of Adzogla Yoichel? No, he's going to do with it the same thing Rebbe Lezben did with it. And that is, he's going to teach me the question, however, is what would be theoretically if you had a mit riboy mit, but you didn't have anything, to, a mit riboy mit, but you didn't have what to do with the second mit. What would you do there? Like, what would be the, the approach over there? Doesn't sound like you could dash a meat ribu so would you dash an alkapanam a prat talaprat? And what emerges from the Gemara is yeah. Emerges yeah. We had Ravavo's Makar, you had Rava's Makar, and then Rav Yehuda Midiskarit's Makar, that Rava was a mask him to. But the bottom line is there seem to be three Makaris alkapanam, anyways, to this idea that there is a drasha of a prat klalu prat that Rabbi Eliezer is going to be masking to, and as a result, it must be, even though Rabbi Eliezer darshins ribuyi umiyuti, but a chidish nifla, he does subscribe also to the klali uprati, where is it chal that he subscribes to it? We have a prat klal uprat, which in Rebelezer's world should have been, and could have been, and would have been, a mit riba mit, doesn't hold a mit riba mit, what he holds that you end up having is, is a prat, a klal, and a prat. Here's the last part of the Gemara. Zok de Gemara. Uminolan da how do you know that this is the way it is? So the question is, what, right? We just said a lot of things. So, so if you look at the Rosh, the Rosh says, quote, I mean, it's going in the Shittas HaChachamim, of yesterday's daf and today's daf, that Darshan, the parish of Naz, has a Prat, Klalu Prat. And what was the outcome of the Joshua that, How do you know there's such a Midah? Right? How do you know Shemida Prat Kala Prat? What's the Makar? Give me a, give me a real Makar. What are you going to talk? What do you mean? I have a Makar. I have Nozudaf Lamadal. What's wrong with this Makar? The Territ says, this is not a Mishnah. It's not a Braisa. We just had the Chashit of the Chachamim. The Gemara said, my time in the Rabbanon. And the Gemara said, oh, the Rabbanon, Darash and Kalu Prati. And they have a Prat Kalu Prat. We're trying to find a real Tanoic source right now. Right? We're trying to find a Makar in a Mishnah or in a Braisa. We find before it that they Darash and Prat Kalu Prat. This is the kasha. Let's see the Gemara inside. So the Gemara says, "Menol the hachihu the tanya it's a brayso." And the parasha this brayso is talking about ma'isa sheni. What's halacha ma'isa sheni? Ma'isa sheni had to be in Yerushalayim. That's how you couldn't make it to Yerushalayim or whatever the food was going to spoil. So you could be paid the, the food, transfer the kedusha onto money, then take the money, go to Yerushalayim, and use the money to buy what? That's what this pasuk is talking about. So it says, "V'nasata hakesed b'chol that's a cloud. Sounds like you buy anything. And then it says, Babakur batsoin, bayayin, bashaykh, that's a prat. Bukhalasha tishalcha nafshaka, chazavakila. Cloud prat to cloud, yata donalakina prat. Ma prat. Just like the prat. What was the prat? The prat is bakar, cattle, soin, sheep, yayin, wine, shaykhar, age wine. Just like all these things are pre, me pre, these are paris that come from paris, right? Bakar comes from bakar, which came from bakar. Soin comes from soin, which came from soin. Yain and Sheikhar come from grapes, which comes from a geffen, right? So these are paris that come from paris. Figidule karka, and they're all gedule karka. So wine is gedule karka, it grows on the ground, right? You make a bayer prior eights on grapes, just because of the fact that wine is more chashiv than, uh, than the geffen. That's why it gets a special bracha. It's a shtani liluya, like the Gemara in the beginning of Ketum Avarka. That's why it gets a bayer prior geffen. But it grows from the ground. What about bakar and thyme? Why are they called gedule karka? Because the Rishayim speak throughout Shas that because they eat, they sustain themselves, their knees are in from the arts, that's why they're called Gedule Karka. But the bottom line is, just like the Prat is Primi Privi Gedule Karka, I've called Primi Privi Gedule Karka. So too, the only time you're ever going to be able to be paid the or use the Mois to purchase, it's going to have to be something that's a, a Primi Pri and also something that's Gedule Karka. 
Okay, so what was the question? Let's just chaz it. The question was, Minoli, how do you know Prat, Klal, Prat? What's the Makar? I have a price. I have a price of Maiser Sheni. What was the price of Maiser Sheni? It was Klal, Prat, to Klal. So, Frank, the Rosh, let's go back to the Rosh that we saw, that if the Gemara's Kasha is, how do you have a Makar to Prat, Klal, Prat? How are you bringing me Klal, Prat? First of all, I thought Klal, Prat, to Klal, everybody knows that. So, why are you bringing me Klal, Prat, to Klal? So, the Rosh, that although the question was, find me a Makar to a Prat, Klal, Prat, and we found Klal, Prat, to Prat, it's not Doima, the Lilda, Shinon, Prat, Uklal, Prat. Meaning, we know that they're the same. Whatever klal prat to klal is, that's what prat klal prat is. The Gemara knows that in the question. The question is not the way we explained it initially, which is the way anybody would explain it. And that is, we know klal prat to klal. How do you know prat klal prat? No, it's not the question. Really, you see from the Gemara's tirades what the question was. So sometimes the tshuva is the gilu and what the shayla was. The shayla was not how do you know prat klal prat. Hagam, I already know Klal Prat Klal. The question was that where do you know this whole Indian from? Now you're going to say, what do you mean? Everybody knows that. It's a good R, and we'll see in a second. But the point is that the question was never Prat Klal Prat. Why? Because the Gemara knew in the question already that a Prat Klal Prat is the same as a Klal Prat Klal. It's as much as it might be news to us in this sugya. But in the Gemara was a double Pashit, so much so that when the Gemara said Menol and all the Gemara meant was prove to me Klal Prat Klal. And if you can prove to me Klal Prat Klal, I would know already Prat Klal U Prat. Talk to Gemara Vayta. Klal Prat the Klal Keim Prata Dainimat. Right? If you have a Klal Prat Klal, so what's the halacha? Ein b'chlal elo to ein mashav prat. Why are we talking about a klal prat to klal? Because we just said that prat klal prat, which is our sugi according to the chachamim, is the same as a klal prat to klal. In fact, the whole makar to prat klal prat comes from klal prat to klal. So the gemara says, if that's the case, klal basra mayahani. Why do you even need the second klal? What? So why do you need the second klal? If klal prat to klal is keina prat, so what's the second klal really doing? Meaning, it, it almost sounds like the Gemara's kasha is that if all you're being marbis ke'ina prat, what do you need a second klal for? Just have a klal prat, and I already have the second klal. Now we know if you have a klal prat, in bechlal elo ma'ashebe prat. And that's the Gemara's terrace. The Gemara says, lo yisufi kol No, I need it to teach me kol dadamile, to, to know ke'ina ma'ashebe prat. Because if not, I wouldn't know that. So if you look at Taisa, Taisa bothered, really, with what the Gemara means. And I think it's a little bit of a pirush on the previous Gemara as well. And that is, Taisa says, mechli klal. The Gemara feels is a good place now to digress a little bit and tell us all the halachas. It's just the style of the shas. This is Moshe, Nazim, Mishun, and Mamish over and over and over again. So this is just like the style of the Gemara. So instead of just telling me bullet points, facts, you know, right? That's, that's not what we're doing. We can do a lot of cash and tarots, but again, there's no grace of chedushin over here. These cashes, which can grace of cashes, the truthsim should be us at this point. But really, the whole idea and the whole Indian over here is just to bring out and state some obvious clawing in the world of Yud Gamomida Shatar and Ejashespem, we're just saying Gibalash and Kashav and Tarets. Again, more on this thing. Prat uklal uprat keena prat Right? Prat klal uprat. We said it's like a klal prat uklal. Prat basra mayahani. So, what do you need the second prat for? Just to. Uh, 
have a prat and a klal. If you have a prat and a klal, so I'd anyways know. Now again, you wouldn't know, but the Gemara is just speaking, yeah. So the Gemara says, no, you love prat basra. Had I not had the second prat, have a mina, nasa klal, moise vala prat. Because if you have a prat to klal, what's the halacha? The klal wipes out the prat, right? It knocks the whole thing out. So if it would be a prat to klal, I wouldn't have keimash of a prat. The only reason I have keimash of a prat is because I have the second prat. It's because I have the prat, the klal, and the prat, and that's why I do need to have that second prat. Again, it's the same exact signun as the previous Gemara. Previous Gemara, we were discussing the Klal Prat to Klal. This Gemara, we're discussing the Prat Klal Uprat. Klal Prat to Klal, why do I need the second Klal? Because otherwise, all I would have is the Prat. By Prat Klal Uprat, why do I need the second Prat? Because if not, I wouldn't have the Prat. All I would have is the Klal. I would have the entire Klal. So therefore, in both cases, the Klal Prat to Klal needs a second Klal to establish Kemash of the Prat. And the Prat Klal Uprat needs a second Prat to establish Kemash of the Prat. Zokti Maru Mahdi. Train Klal Uprata. The chain prati, the klal, okay, prati dainia. If you have a klal prat klal, two klals and a prat, or you have a prat klal prat, two prats and a klal, what's the law? It's the same thing. What's the difference between the two? It's the same exact thing, right? And really, the rush that we saw a minute ago brings out the question even better. If I know klal prat klal, I already know prat klal prat. It's the same thing. And it's not the same, it's two different midas in the Yudgav Midas, Shatan Rajash's them. So why then is it that we have a separate midah? What's the difference? What is the difference between a cloud prat to cloud and a prat klalu prat? So the Gemara says, no, there is a difference, says the Gemara. The difference is the ilu tartan klalu prata. If you have two clouds and a prat, prata the domile, afilu bechad sad marbina. If I have two clouds and a prat, when we Say ke'en mashav a prat. Ke'en just means that it's a little bit doimah. And if it's doimah bechat sad, it has like one similarity, one common denominator, that would be enough. However, when it's tre prati veklala, when I have two pratim and one klal, i'ika prata the domi mishneit stadim arbinon, then I would need it to be doimah in two ways. Bechat sad doimah arbinon, one sad not. And Taisa says, what's the chil? The chil is very partial. When I have one prat, it has to be doimah in one oifen. When it's two pratim, when the Torah wrote the prat twice, so why the Torah write it twice? So there it needs to be more daima, right? It's more pratiistic, that's for sure. But also mishtet stadim. Each prat needs to be represented. But the, or at least one sad to be represented by the two pratim. But the bottom line is, is that where it's a cloud prat to cloud, I only have one prat. So the ke'e mashab a prat is, has a lower threshold. However, when there's two pratim, so that's clearly being memayit a little bit more. And when it's being memayit a little bit more, the threshold is higher. And over there, I would need it to be daimim mishneit stadim. One last remark. Mechdi. Prat the klal. Nasa klal moisif ala prat. If I have a prat and a klal, the man the darish call you a prat. So what's the halacha? The klal is moisif ala prat, and it's marba everything. Umiyat riba. What happens if I have a miyat and a riba? Tsunami riba It's also marba everything. This rabbi call mili. And if that's the case, my ikabe miyat riba, the prat to klal, what then is going to be the difference? What's the Gemara's question? The Gemara wants to know what's the difference. Between the mandama that darshins klaliu prati versus the mandama that darshins ribuyi miyuti, when it comes to a prat and a klal, or miyut and a ribuy. If you have a prat and a klal, the klal's moistness, marva everything over the prat, wax out the prat. Miyut v'ribu does the same thing. So miyut v'ribu does the same thing. Shouldn't it be the same thing? Now, that means it's a ties. I know it's a ties. 
Because that's our whole sugya. And our sugya, Rebbe Liezer, is the mandama that darshins miyot feriboy. And although Rebbe Liezer is marba alem velulavin, that's true, he was marba alem velulavin, he was more inclusive, but he was mamayit avarech. What was he mamayit? Shabishta. He wasn't mamayit something. If you have a prat and a klal, really you'd be marba everything. The reason the chachamim hold that you're mamayit a lot, it's because there's another prat. It's because there's a prat, klal, a prat. But this Gemara's question is a little bit of a hard question to understand, just like all the questions on this Amit are hard to understand, which is what Toysavis is saying. Agav grora, also the frushi, tam amidis, vechilukeim, mishpoteim, mefarish, oizah, palash, akash, vetev. It's really nishkan grace, akash over here. But the point is, and the Gemara's just bringing out, the Gemara's trying to say, what's the What's the difference between a, a prat and a klal, and between a miyat and a riboy? But what's interesting is, the Gemara says a very, very interesting difference. Gemara says like this, Eka, no, no, no. There's no, a big difference. Ilu pratu klal, if you have a prat and a klal, marbina filo alam velulavin, then you'd be marba everything, even alam velulavin. Umiyot veriba, but if you'd have a miyot and a riba, lulavin in alam loy, then you'd be marba lulavin. However, you would not be marba alam. Now, it sounds a little bit that if you darsh in the parish of Nazar, miyot veriboy, so the riboy is going to be marba lulavin. But it's not going to be marba of Freitasis, Rubinishalaylam. And we mamish we we just got to the finish line. We're at the two dots. And we're about to start another hot sugya. But the point is we made it until the end. So we, and we mamish went backwards over here. We started the sugya that Rabbiza holds Afilu Olin Vilulov. Now what's his makar? Because he darshins meat veribu. He's Mamait only a Davarechad, and that's Shabishto. And over here we say that by meat veriba and you can't be marba everything. So you want to know what you're not marba, you're not marba olin. In the beginning of the sugi, he was Marba Olin. How all of a sudden he not Marba Olin? So the easy answer that Taisva says is you have to say it's the Tzvei Dinim in Olin. So the Olin into the Olin. So the under Olin that are Ruin Lachila, and those are the Olin that Rebbe Yezid would be Marba, that's included in Lulavin. And then there's Olin that are not Ruin Lachila, and those are the Olin that would not be included. But the bottom line is this concludes the third. Third of the daf and really includes the entire daf. So what we have in today's daf? So what we had in today's daf was is really a continuation, a hemshich of daf lamadalamadez, which was the machloikis between Rabbi Eliezer and the chachamim regarding the isure nazar. Is a nazar allowed to eat the olam velulavim, the leaves and the shoots and the, the lulavim, or is he not allowed to? Coin to Rabbi Eliezer, he is not allowed to. Coin to chachamim, he is allowed to. What's the beer in the machloikis? Beer in the machloikis is the yudarshin. The Torah, and specifically the parish of Nazar, Klali Uprati, or do you darshan it, Ribuya Miyuti? Chabim darshan it, Klali Uprati, thus you have a prat, Klal Uprat, Eim Bechal, Elik Eim Machab Uprat, Pri Upsilus Pri, as opposed to Alam Ulavan. Rabbi Yezid darshan's Miyut Feriboy, Miyut Feriboy, Yamarba everything, Yamayda Dabarechad, that Dabarechad is not Alam Ulavan, it's going to be Shabishta, which is completely inedible. Inedible, or like these all in at the end of the daf, which are also inedible. It's me'inyan le'inyan, but it's inyan. But the point is, regular olive velulavim that are edible are going to be included. That was the the hakdal. That was yesterday's daf. What was the three parts of today's daf? The first part was the gemara discussed that was ben azar darshan from chartsanim v'adzog that you only chayv if eat two chartsanim and azog. That was really the second prat in the limud of prat klalo prat according to chacham. So Mar wanted to know could Rabbi Lazman Azariah shit a shtim with the the chacham. So you could say Rabbi Lazman Azariah held like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda anyways didn't dash in the second prat. He dashed me at riboy. So if that's the case, it's not a problem. But could you make a shim with the chacham? Mar said, yeah, because even though he dashed in chatzan and Zog, that's because of the loshin chatzan of loshin ram zog loshin yachid. But from the location, location, location of the chatzan and Zog, it's from there that Rabbi Lazman Azariah could be would hold like the chacham that there's still a prat klal prat going on over here. The second part of the Gemara was that it's Mu'ur Rebbe Liezer who dashes Ribuim Meyut, he doesn't dash in Ribuim Meyut. Because if he did, he would have dashed it in our Sugya. And it would have had a different part of the Sugya. So you see, he doesn't dash in the second Meyut. 
Now, if that's the case, he has to do something with the second mir. You see from the whole premise of cloud prat to cloud, mir bibu mir, that every prat needs to be addressed. So what does he do with that second mir? It's an arsul, you know, he uses it for Blas ben Azariah. But the question is, what would be, theoretically, hypothetically, if there was another sugya? What would he do there? And here's the question. Would he darshan maybe prat cloud or prat? This fascinating havamina that maybe, although he darshan's ribuli miyuti, maybe he would darshan prat cloud or prat. And the Gemara says it's not just a fascinating havamina, it's a fascinating maskana. He would darshan prat cloud or What's the makar? Rabbi Vol learned it from a diuk in the parish of Shaina Sacher and that's sugya. The Rava learned it from the parish of Oila as it relates to Nirva. Rabbi Yudha learned it from the parish of Oila as it relates to the halachas of Chaya. Third part of the daf was just going through point by point, just different halachas, understanding a little bit better. First of all, the makar to prat klal prat, which is simply klal prat to klal. That is the makar. That's how similar they are. Why do you need the second klal in every klal prat to klal? Let the klal prat do what it needs to do. Why do you need the second riboy and riboy miyot riboy? Let the miyot already do everything that it's supposed to do. What was the most nageya to our sugyu was that if a klau prat to klau, yamar became a prat, and a prat klau prat, yamar became a prat. What's the difference? And they're clearly different. They want to say there is a difference. The difference is in the definition of kein a prat. So you're right, the, the actual nusach of the midah is the same. It's ein bechal el kein prat. But how do you define kein mashab prat? If it's a klau prat to klau, it's a lower threshold. The, it's less prat. And as a result, as long as it's doyim and that would be enough. If it's a prat, klalu prat, so that's already a higher threshold, that's more prat. There's two pratim and only one klal. And over there would have to be doyim and Otherwise, you would not have this halacha.